Hello, friends. Welcome to another fresh new episode of the Resilient Leaders Podcast. I'm J.R. Briggs, founder of Kairos Partnerships. Most leaders are burdened by the complexity and exhaustion of leadership, and our organization equips leaders with the perspective and tools that they need to lead with health, clarity, and confidence. Well, we've covered a lot over the past handful of years on this podcast, but Sometimes we need to get back to the basics to be reminded of what is fundamentally true, and we're going to do a bit of that today on the episode. Now, you may remember back in episode 138, I talked about the randomization rituals from my friend Leonard Sweet to make sure that we remain fresh and we don't get into ruts. Well, just last month, I was flying home from a speaking event in Omaha when I had a layover in O'Hare in Chicago. Now, I remembered Len's suggestion of a randomization ritual to buy a book or magazine at one of the shops at the airport just to randomly pick one up. Now, I read a lot of books each year, but I can't tell you the last time that I bought anything in an airport bookstore. I usually just bring the books on the plane that I want to read. But I decided to try this randomization ritual thanks to Len. And wouldn't you know it? I landed on a book. It was a a stand there of Harvard Business Review Press books. And I just kind of twirled the stand and my hand landed on it. And I promise you, you guessed it. I landed on a book on resilience of all things. Now, it's a Harvard Business Review book, probably not a book I would have picked up on my own, but it is about resilience. In fact, the name of the book is Resilience, the Emotional Intelligence Series. It's a compilation of some of the best articles on resilience published in the Harvard Business Review over the years, and I found it absolutely fascinating. There is one particular article in there titled, How Resilience Works by Diane Kautu. Now in it, Kautu quotes Dean Becker, president and CEO of Adaptive Learning Systems in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, which is just a few miles away from where I am. And Dean said, more than education, more than experience, more than training, A person's level of resilience will determine who succeeds and who fails. That's true in the cancer ward, it's true in the Olympics, and it's true in the boardroom. Fascinating. Well, Kautu went on to say that academic research in resilience started about 40 years ago with the pioneering studies by Norman Garamy, who's a professor emeritus at the University of Minnesota in Minneapolis. Now, Kautu stated in her article that resilient people possess three primary characteristics. And while I wasn't entirely shocked by these, I really appreciated how she framed these. And I want to pass these on to you today, leaders, because I want to make sure that you and I, even though we talk about a lot of layers, a lot of elements, a lot of implications of resilience, I want to make sure that we get back to the basics. So these are the three elements that Kautu stated that are in resilient leaders. Number one, there's a staunch acceptance of reality. Number two, there's a deep belief often buttressed by strongly held values that life is meaningful. And number three, that resilient leaders have an uncanny ability to improvise. Now, she wrote that we can bounce back from hardship with just one or two of these qualities, but you can only truly be resilient with all three. And she unpacks these, and I want to unpack these here, these three elements. Now, the first one, a staunch acceptance of reality. She calls this facing down reality. She says there's a common belief about resilience. It's that it stems from an optimistic nature. They just think, oh, resilient people are just super optimistic. Well, that's true, but only 
as long as the optimism doesn't distort your sense of reality. In extremely adverse situations, rose-colored thinking can actually spell disaster. And she referenced Jim Collins talking about the Stockdale principle, which we've talked about here on the podcast. That if you're overly optimistic but out of touch with reality, it can actually be worse in trying to help you be resilient. It doesn't mean that we're negative all the time, but we have to have our pulse on what is reality. Max Dupree said, one of the most important tasks of a leader is to define reality, which forces us to stop and ask the question, do I truly understand and accept the reality of my situation? Am I living in denial? Am I wearing rose-colored glasses? Or do I truly understand what is actually happening? Now, you may say on the surface, of course I am, but we would be wise to not answer this too carefully because as humans, we have a tendency to deny reality, especially when it's hard. But if we define reality, number one, number two, she talked about the search for meaning. She talks about meaning making during terrible times. This dynamic of meaning making is the way resilient people build bridges from the present day hardships to a fuller better constructed future. And she referenced Viktor Frankl. Some of you know Viktor Frankl, the Holocaust survivor. She realized that Frankl realized that to survive, he had to find some purpose in the concentration camps. And his book, Man in Search of Meaning, is a fantastic book. He is an incredibly, he was an incredibly resilient person, and his book has been helpful. Value systems at resilient companies change very little over the years, and they're used as scaffolding in times of trouble. Johnson & Johnson, for instance, calls its value system, and it's set out as a document given to every new employee at orientation, and they call it the credo. UPS talks constantly about its noble purpose. That is, and, and when times are easy, it's easy to ignore your value systems or meaning making. But when things are tough, You've got to look beyond and say, what am I after here? What ultimately is most meaningful and significant for me? Values, positive or negative, are actually more important for organizational resilience than having resilient people on the payroll. Let me say that again. There's a great line from Diane Kautu in her book. Values, positive or negative, are actually more important for organizational resilience than having resilient people on the payroll, which is why culture is so important. And of course, we've talked about culture here on this podcast. The third that she mentioned, the third essential element is what she called ritualized ingenuity. Now, there's a French anthropologist named Claude Levi Strauss called, he called it the bricolage Bricolage. In the modern sense, bricolage can be defined as a kind of inventiveness, an ability to improvise a solution to a problem without any sort of proper or obvious tools or materials. So bricolures, those that, in, that actually engage in bricolage, bricolures are, are the kinds of people who are always tinkering. These are the people who are building radios from household items or fixing their own cars. And there are bricolures that are in resilient organizations. Again, think of UPS. It empowers its drivers to do whatever it takes to deliver packages on time. Their CEO said, quote, we tell our employees to get the job done. And if that means they need to improvise, they improvise. Otherwise, 
We just couldn't do what we do every single day. He said, just think about what could go wrong. A busted traffic light, a flat tire, a washed out bridge. It's a snowstorm that hits Louisville tonight, but a group of people will sit together and discuss how to handle the problem. Nobody tells them what to do. They come together because it's our tradition to do so. That's being bricolures, engaging in bricolage. This idea of just learning to improvise and be uh, full of ingenuity. So do you face down reality? Can you name reality and face it? Number two, do you make meaning out of hardships or do you give up? Number three, do you improvise your recovery after each personal or professional disaster, setback, or hardship? Diane Kautu ends by saying, resilience is a reflex. It's a way of facing and understanding the world that is deeply etched into a person's mind and soul. I'm so glad that I decided to engage in a randomization ritual at the airport thanks to Len Sweet. I benefited and I learned immensely from the process, and I hope you have as well. Well, thanks for listening today. This podcast is produced by the prodigious Joel Limbowen, founder and owner of On a Limb Productions, making great podcast and video work. He's done great work for Kairos Partnerships. He's done great work for many other organizations. You can check out his great work at onalimproductions.com, or you can check out the show notes for more information. Leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning. And remember, as we grow to be resilient leaders, we need to face reality, look for meaning even when it's difficult, and press into improvisation in our recovery when we're down. Have a great week.